I'm Adam S. And I'm Peter Martin. And this is the You'll Hear It Podcast. Daily jazz advice coming at you Mondays through Fridays, usually. Um, <laughs> sometimes, no, never Saturdays and Sundays. Never anymore. We're out. We're out. We're barbecuing on the weekends. I was a little Summer. disappointed. We didn't get a lot of um, complaints about that. Yeah, no, no I one was, seems to mind. Did anyone notice? <laughs> I think we could go down to like two or three days a week and no one if really cares. If a cared. podcast is recorded and released on a Saturday and Sunday and nobody listens to it, <laughs> did it actually happen? You'll hear it. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, good to be back in the uh, recording booth here. That's right. We're away from the piano today. We are. Yeah, it's probably for the best because yeah. we get long-winded when we're sitting at the piano. We do get a little long-winded. Yeah, so. Yeah. We're in the lounge here at uh, Open Studio Central. I'm feeling chilling. I got a Mai Tai. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Nice little tiki, little tiki, right. tiki yeah. cocktail. Um, what are we talking about today? Well, today we're taking a question from you'llhearit.com. This is a gentle reminder that you could always go to you'llhearit.com to ask us a question. You sure can. And to suggest a lesson, uh, or a, sorry, an episode topic. Yeah, we love this, that. This one is from young Patrick Oaks. I remember, Patrick, he had a voice question a few weeks ago. Mm. Uh, I believe he's uh, in high school or early college. He's yep. he's a young man who is just starting out in his jazz journey here. Um, but he asks a very, I thought, poignant question here. He says, hey, guys, I was wondering if you could discuss something that I've been wrestling with a lot lately. Recently, a musician that I really admire told me that jazz is almost exclusively plug and play, quote unquote. And that didn't sit right with me at all. I struggle, though, to find a balance between reciting vocabulary and being original with pulling out melodies in my head. In other words, I'm trying to figure out what happens inside a proficient jazz musician's head when they improvise. We'd love to hear you talk about this. Um, yeah, well, this is an instance where uh, somebody, uh, what did he say, a musician that he really admires is giving out bad information. Yeah, <laughs> I would say either that or it was misinterpreted or something. Yeah. I mean, plug and play, jazz has got to be the furthest thing from pl- plug and play, if I understand the term plug and play correctly. Yeah, plug and play is everything else. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. pop music, classical music, that's plug and play, right? I think so. I mean, plug and play meaning that an individual or a piece of the machinery the individual is a piece of the machinery that can just be swapped out right. and everything just continues as is. Well, and the and music play. they're playing is predetermined and they're just plugging it in yeah. to the song. That's what I got from it, that, that you learn licks, that he's right. encouraging him to, Patrick's teacher is encouraging him to learn licks and then just plug them into the tune. Right, 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 right. Um, well, this is, isn't a teacher. Well, hopefully it didn't say teacher. Oh, yeah, maybe well, it was a musician a I really musician. admire. Yeah. Ooh, that's bad. So, so I, don't, I mean, maybe from a, 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 what do you call it, like, Maybe from a practice standpoint, there's sometimes you could do something kind of plug and play with, but even that's questionable. But I think in terms of playing and performing and expressing ourselves, we want to really move away from that. And I think, you know, we preach a lot about learning solos, uh, transcribing solos. So there's always the danger of taking uh, things that you learn, licks, phrases. Didn't we even have like a seven favorite licks or something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so yeah, you, 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 we want to stay away from that mentality as much as possible of taking that and then trying to just plug it into a certain chord. Remember, we talked about the voicings. Those yeah. definitely are not plug and play. It yeah, depends yeah. on where you are. I mean, I think you learn other people's, especially when you're young, like you are, Patrick, you learn other people's, you know, solos and you transcribe a lot and you learn this vocabulary so that you can you can be a poet with it, right? Not that you can just copy other people's poetry word for word and transcribe that and present it as your own, but so that you can be so uh, masterful with the language that you can create your own sounds. Uh, There's nothing plug and play about that. I mean, you, you listen to any master, I mean, you know, 
is Wayne Shorter plug and play? There's <laughs> no way. I mean, no, that's inc- no. completely out of the ether of Stardust or wherever yeah. he gets it. You know what I mean? But like, this music is based on on learning from the past only to create your own sound. In my opinion, I mean, yeah. And I mean, somebody that that's as original and non plug and play as Wayne Shorter is. Um, even if you are a saxophonist and you took some of Wayne's phrases or, or harmonic inventions or, and tried to kind of be like him and plug it into your playing, it's, it's still not going to be – it's not like, oh, you're replacing Wayne Shorter. Yeah. No, because there's so much more there than, than meets the ears, actually, that goes into you know, being the Wayne Shorter style. It's not just the notes. It's not just his intonation. It's not just his saxophone. It's the whole package. And I think – um, to young Patrick and really to all musicians at all ages, all jazz musicians at different ages and levels of development, we need to remember that we all have something to say. We all have something important to say. Mm-hmm. And it's not about only Wayne Shorter has something to say. Now, he's got a great thing to say, and we want to celebrate his artistry, but so do you. So, so, so do each of us. So the balance, you're asking about the balance between reciting vocabulary and being a, original, that is something that I think we want to be as organic as possible with how we arrive at that balance because sure as you get older as you get more experienced you know you're going to have more confidence to be original and 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 to feel good about that i mean anybody even with the the slightest bit of technique and understanding this music can be original they can just like pick up a, an instrument and just play random notes on it that's original yeah. it doesn't really mean you have something good to say no but but <laughs> but as you progress that will get better so you have to go through that hard period of 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 dealing with maybe you not being that pleased with what you're hearing but it's still better to speak your own thing and and through what you're learning from the masters you're we're always using that but we're not plugging and playing them yeah, and you know we don't we don't know the the conversation Patrick had with this musician. Maybe the musician was trying to encourage Patrick to do more transcribing or yeah. or understand the language more. You do have to understand a little bit of what people have played before you and learn the cliches of the music, learn the vocabulary of the music, yeah. so that you can create something original. Because how would you know if you're doing something original? You know what I mean? If you yeah. don't know, <laughs> and it's fine. Yeah, and it's fine to take that stuff and curate it in your own way. I mean, I play stuff when I hear back now to my recordings or things that I play that are totally unoriginal. In fact, ninety percent of what I play is not original. But oh, I think, come on, man, you're being too hard. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I mean, maybe even more. I mean, look, everything's been played, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's how it's the order that you put it in. It's it's the style and the panache that you, that, that that you put on it. It's your thing that you put on it. And, you know, if you're a trumpet player or, or a singer or saxophone, saxophone is, it's actually really easy to put your own sound into something because you can stylize just your sound. For piano, you can too. It's a little bit harder maybe. Guitar, drums. But there's always a way to do that. So be confident in your voice and your vision, even if you're playing somebody else's phrases. Yeah, I think that's great advice. And, and you know, you have to sometimes play someone else's phrases, especially when you're younger and you're, and you're starting out and learning this music. Again, just to reiterate that... There's nothing wrong with learning other people's contributions to the language, but you know the end goal is that when you're on stage and you're playing, you're free and you're basically just letting yep. whatever comes out come out. So okay. how you spend your time in the practice room, what you're working on, will determine that. And then hopefully, you know, you're not thinking at all like time to plug in lick A34 <laughs> into two five. Adam you know. is doing the robot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, you're you're just letting it flow, and if it comes out. 
you know, flow, with a lick that you've you've been practicing, then that's that's what it's going to come out with, and that's totally cool because you've hopefully put it in a spot that is not pl- quote unquote a plug and play situation. You know, you, it right. feels organic and it feels like you. I like this. We're a little hot and bothered by this plug and play. Well, thing. I mean, it's like <laughs> I am too. I mean, it, it's it's yeah, it's just it's a little something rubs me wrong the way. Well, the and this is the it. thing. What I mean. What's the worst case scenario? You master, you're a saxophone player, young saxophonist, you master Wayne Shorter's style and sound, and you plug and play that. That's still going to be good. (laughs) (laughs) People might be like, wow, he's the second coming of Wayne Shorter. That's good too. (laughs) Well, I mean, I think what you, again, what the goal that you want is you want to feel the freedom that Wayne Shorter feels when he plays that. That's the goal. Like, you want to be able to to be as open to yeah. things as Wayne Shorter is. Now, that is a lifetime of a, of a genius working on it, you know, so good luck but with sometimes, that. But. Yeah, <laughs> but sometimes that, you know, gets a little bit lost. We, we've talked about this before in that in transcribing and studying somebody's solos or studying somebody's music, arrangement, composition, whatever it is you're studying of somebody else's, we're as much trying to learn those things. Like, you know, what are the great things about, what are the great things about Wayne Shorter's soloing and his composition? It, it's that freedom, it's that imagination. Um, I mean, not that other people don't have that, but like he really excels at that. So it's not, and then he's got some cool harmonic things that are a little bit easier to grab onto. Well, and it's his sound and it's his timing of where he puts all this too. Yeah. You know, it's what happened before. Like we were talking about with the voicings, right? It's not just Wayne has a has a lick or a notes that he likes to play over here. He's going in the context of where he'd been. You yeah. know? And that's what you want to learn as well. Yeah. And again, you know, it goes back to listening. And, and this is why you transcribe by ear and not yeah. by sight, because you're trying to get that whole package. You know, you're, you're not plugging and playing a lick. You're trying to to figure out how, how these great players get these sounds. Yes. And then when you internalize them enough, it comes through as you. And like you said, with the confidence mm-hmm. of think, of knowing that you have something to contribute yeah. to music on that day. Yep. then it comes through as genuine and hopefully good and you connect with people. That's it. That's it. Well, good. Well, thanks, Patrick. This was uh, great, and I'm, I'm, it always feels good to know young folks are thinking about them. I mean, you're thinking about all the right stuff. You're and questioning totally. the right things. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we appreciate it. And as you can see, Patrick, you know, there's it's not like cut and dry as far as it's not plug and play as far as <laughs> yeah it's cut and dry things. it's not plug oh wait no it's not cut oh, wait, and it's, dry. Not, it's not it's you know it's everybody kind of has a different way of Just going relax, about dude. it but but i would never feel like even if you're learning other people's music never feel like it's a plug and play situation there's yeah. there's always you in there exactly yeah. um so good so please keep the questions coming you can go to you'll hear and uh, give us a voice memo or uh, leave us a written uh, tablature. Uh, written like <laughs> on a, a tablet. I don't there's know. a box. Just put your note in the box. You can put your note in the box. Yeah. Um, and uh, we will see you next time. You will hear it. Cool.